Welcome to Numbers, News, and Nonsense, a sports podcast. Welcome to the fifth episode of Season 2 of Numbers, News, and Nonsense. We're your hosts, Brian. And Ryan. And for those of you returning, welcome back. And we had a wild week one in the NFL last week. And currently, we are live podcasting while watching the Thursday night football matchup between the Chargers and the Chiefs, AFC West, division rivals, Herbert, Mahomes. This game is going to be action-packed. And for the next hour or so of our podcast, we're going to be live watching. And if we see any big plays, we might talk about them. And obviously, it's Herbert and Mahomes, so we're going to see a couple big plays. Uh, But to kick it off, after week one, I got a question for you. Fire away. What running back finishes with the most rushing yards and who finishes with the most rushing touchdowns just off of like week one performances? Running back with the most rushing yards will be Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Running back with the most touchdowns. Oh, man, this is a little tough. Crap. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I am going to say... I feel like I can say Saquon. Okay. I think... Both will be both will be relied on so heavily. They'll be have to carry the teams because there's not much talent around them, so they got to do everything themselves. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to agree with you on the Saquon with touchdowns because he's a beast, um, and not just uh, with his performance, 164 yards and a touchdown, um, but <clears throat> like you said, the Giants are going to rely heavily on Saquon for that offense. Uh, because Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. So I'm going to go with you and say that Saquon <clears throat> leads the league in rushing touchdowns. But as for yards, I'm taking our boy Nick Chubb. He had 141 yards on 22 carries, six and a half yards per carry. And I don't know. It seemed like, to me, it seemed like he wasn't even getting the ball that much. It seemed like Kareem was kind of – Kareem got both touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I can easily see Nick Chubb doing it. The only reason I said Jonathan Taylor is because it's just Jonathan Taylor. Most of the time, him and Naheem Hines will be time. One will be thrown in a slot position, or one will just stay at the running back position, and they just have to rely on Jonathan Taylor every single play like they did. They handed the ball off to him. I don't even know how many times, but it's just nonstop play after play with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor got 31 carries, which I believe, yeah, led the league. 31 carries. Joe Mixon had 27, and then Chubb and Cordero Patterson had 22. So there was a pretty big gap between Taylor and Chubb. There were nine carries, and it kind of seems like what Derrick Henry was doing last year. And we saw what happened when Derrick Henry started doing 30 carries a game. He got hurt. So maybe Jonathan Taylor injury is in the future. Yeah, we hope not. Every single fantasy team that has Jonathan Taylor hopes not. (laughs) Yeah. But now that week one is over, we are going back to our favorite part of the podcast, which is our weekly NFL awards. Start us off with your offensive player of the week. 
Now, I'm going to say this. I think this is a pretty easy answer. I'm not going to lie because I didn't see it coming. I did not see it coming. Justin Jefferson. He's talented. He's crazy talented. I just did not see this game coming at all because I thought Aaron Rodgers would have won this game. And I thought the I thought the Vikings would have just sucked in general like like the Vikings do. But he came into the game, nine receptions, 184 yards. That's over 20 yards of catch, two touchdowns, and helped demolish the Packers 23 to 7 in a in a pretty great division win. Yeah, and you say you didn't see this coming, but I picked Justin Jefferson as my offensive player of the year last week. Um but no, I, I thought the same thing. I thought Rodgers would have a good game, and I thought it would be a close game. But no, 23-7, to and Rodgers was held under 200 yards, I believe. And definitely didn't expect that. I wonder if the Vikings are legit or if this was just week one. Because we remember last week one for the Packers was that, uh, what was it, 35 nothing or 35-7 to loss to the Saints. And Rodgers played like crap. And then they ended up making – what they made it to the playoffs and won a game and lost a game or something like that. So, first maybe, off, maybe first off, anyone that thinks the Vikings are legit are on medication, drugs, or <laughs> something. The Vikings are not legit. They will not be for a while. Just because Justin Jefferson came and had a, a great game doesn't mean that the rest of the team did great because they didn't. You didn't have to lock up anyone talented on defense. You didn't go against a very talented defense. Yeah, I mean, realistically, you had more talent. You should have won, and you won. But you did only score 23 points. Yeah, so, I know. That's what I thought was surprising was yeah, only 23. You should have done better. Yeah. Uh, but for my offense player of the week, I'm going to the AFC, specifically AFC West, Probably the number one quarterback in the league. Patrick Mahomes, 360 passing yards, five touchdowns, 77% completion, 144 rating, and they throttled the Cardinals 44 to 21. Uh, 44 points in the first game of the year for the Chiefs. Uh, I believe Patrick Mahomes is still undefeated in September, the month of September. Since he was a rookie, he has not lost. I don't think he's thrown an interception in September either. Not, not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah, true. Give it a couple I mean, hours tonight. Maybe a couple minutes. You never know. But actually, well, the end in a couple minutes. Yeah, but I'm talking about the interception. If an interception happens, All we might actually talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. Quick, quick take about the offense player of the week. Um, Who's the number one quarterback, him or Josh Allen, just based off of week one performance? Well, I, I, oh man, oh, let's see, let's see. I gotta it's, think about it it's hard because Josh Allen threw two picks, but they weren't his fault. Well, not, not only that, not only that, um, Josh Allen went against the reigning the Super Bowl champions. Yeah. The Chiefs won against the Cardinals, but the Cardinals have been a complete tragedy. The Rams are also a complete tragedy. I, I'm going to take Josh Allen because I think he's just more talented. Okay. 
He did. But then again, but then again, think about it this way. You can argue Josh Allen has more talent to work with. But I'm still taking Josh Allen. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go Patrick just because that was an amazing first game. And I still love Josh. And Josh did more with his legs, too. Like, he ran all over the field, stiff-arming, trucking. Uh, that uh, dunk touchdown was probably one of the top plays of the year already. He literally did the Michael Jordan Space Jam dunk. And we'll maybe talk about that. But No, no, no. That, that brings me to another thing, actually, really quick. Okay. Josh Allen has to control himself when he's running because when he was running in the game, he's taking on one of the best defenses in the league, and he's not going down by sliding. He's going down by getting hit. And one bad hit could really affect that team, really affect the career, especially because you got some talent that likes Stephon Diggs. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to be 30 soon. So th- this should be a win-now team, and they can easily win now. I have them winning now. But if Josh Allen keeps running like that against linebackers, safeties, <coughs> corners, D-line, everything, one bad hit could just destroy him. Yeah, and I agree with you, actually. Uh, my dad texted me and pointed that out. He said Josh Allen is not – I mean, he's big, but he's not – some of these guys, if Aaron Donald lays a nice hit on you, Josh Allen could be out for the season. And that's the other thing. They were up by so many points. Players start taking cheap shots, dirty shots, and your starting quarterback, your million-dollar quarterback, is running the ball just because he can run the ball, but he's going to get hit. And I agree with you 100%. He might need to maybe start sliding and maybe start going out of bounds. Yeah, I'm surprised the coach hasn't told him to do that yet. Yeah. But speaking of the defense, we're going to Defensive Player of the Week, and my Defensive Player of the Week is Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, safety for the Steelers. So first off, he had a pick six on the first Bengals drive of the game. Bro. Uh 14 tackles, 10 solo tackles as a safety, and they won in overtime. Oh, and I forgot, he blocked uh, the field goal too. I completely forgot about that. He blocked the field goal in the game, and (laughs) that's your starting safety blocking a field goal. Normally it's like your third string or backup safety, but pretty insane that he did all that. I'm just going to keep saying it as a safety, be the number one safety in the league right now. I hate the Steelers. We all do. But if he can continue that, the injury to TJ Watt won't take as much a hit to that Steelers defense. Yeah. As you would think. But the the real defensive player of the week on the the better team, the team that we root for, Miles Garrett, my defensive player of the year. He first off came into the game, few swatted passes right off the bat, four tackles. On top of that, two sacks. He he led the defense. He led the defense. Defense had a pretty solid game. The end, it, it just kind of got to shambles a little bit. But besides that, that defense was on on spot, and he was the main reason for that. Yeah, Miles Garrett was the main reason. The Panthers were held to seven points going into the half. I mean, 
you every every defense needs the one guy to just step up and carry that defense, bring the energy, and that's exactly what Miles Garrett did. And it's a great start to his Defensive Player of the Year award this year. Yeah, and actually, <clears throat> with that, I believe he only needs two more sacks to be the Browns' all-time leading uh, career sack. And I think it's previously held by Clay Matthews Sr. And Miles Garrett got drafted in 2017, so this is his fifth year. And to our career franchise leader in sacks by possibly next week, should be next week, he should sack not, Joe not, Flacco. Yeah, like it, times. it's going to be next week yeah. against the Jets. So, and it's going to be at home, so that's a great moment. I'll throw it up on the Jets. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, he's starting off the year hot, and let's just hope it keeps going. And the other thing is he was coming off hot against uh, – Keem, Icky, yeah, tackle. I swear, the, I was watching them because the rookie O tackle got like a pinky on Miles, and then Miles was at the quarterback. And you know, Miles liked to hit Baker too. As soon as he got up, destroyed Baker. And there were a couple like cheap shots too. He was trying to hit Baker a lot during that game, and it ended up working. He got the two sacks and swatted passes. So. And like you said last week, Jadavion helped a ton with his pressure, taking off the pressure of Miles. So it was really a tag team right there. Yeah, it, it seems that he got even faster than he already is. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just unstoppable. Real game of the week, though, is probably a game that I would have said, man, this game's going to be ugly. And it turned out not to be too ugly. Giants and Titans. Pathetic, pathetic performance by Tennessee. Henry officially overrated. I've been saying that for quite some time. Saquon is officially back. I am excited for him to be back. Ryan Tannehill, 266 yards, two touchdowns. Daniel Jones, 188 yards and two touchdowns. This goes back to my point of how much the Giants will have to rely on Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones throwing 188 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception is not – it's just not good enough. You relied on Saquon. Without Saquon that game, they get killed. I can guarantee that. They don't get more than 10 points. With Saquon, you you stand a chance against an under-average team like Tennessee – so, you just have to be careful, though, because one more injury to Saquon, I've, I feel like that's just the turning point to restart your franchise. So, you, so I mean, I mean, like I keep saying, he's going to be relied on so much, but I hope not so much that he gets injured again because I just want him to have a fully healthy season for once. And, yeah, like you said, Saquon. He's back, and it's great to see. He's running over people. He's doing everything, receiving, rushing. And then the first-year head coach, Brian Dabble, goes for two instead of kicking the extra point. Extra point would have tied the game. He goes for two to win the game in his first game. Ballsy call, gives it to Saquon. Saquon pounds in, trucks in, wins the game. And it just comes to, like, question – 
are the Giants good or are the Titans bad? <laughs> and I think I know your answer. Both and neither. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants suck and Tennessee sucks. Okay, yeah, that's what I expected you to say. <laughs> let's let's move on to underrated player of the week. Now, mine mine is sort of underrated, sort of underrated. You can make claims that he is a solid player to begin with, but I'm making claims that he is so solid that he's he's going to be another player that has to be relied on so much. Michael Pittman. They have Jonathan Taylor. He's going to be relied on nonstop in the run game. But Matt Ryan needs someone to throw to, and that'll be Pittman, who will be relied on nonstop throughout the game. Nine receptions, 121 yards. That's over 13 yards to catch. One touchdown. They tied the Texans 20-20. It, it's, here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor is so great. But what else do they have? I mean, Pittman's good. Pittman's good. But they have an old Matt Ryan throwing the ball, playing quarterback. This offense, you would have thought would be great this season, isn't going to be because besides Pittman in the receiving core, they don't really have any other weapons. And having Jonathan Taylor take 99% of the snaps can cause problems. Having Matt Ryan being that old, taking control of everything can cause problems. This team's offense isn't going to work every single game throughout the season. I mean, the only thing I disagree with is the fact that Matt Ryan threw for 350 yards. Uh, but the like you said, it should be going to Taylor. But for them to throw for 350 and then for t- Taylor to rush for – 160 that offense holy crap over 500 yards of offense it's just you're giving the ball to taylor 31 times and you're passing with matt ryan 50 times and you only got 20 points and you tied one of the worst teams in the nfl last year the texans so Pittman's great and only nine catches i mean nine catches is a lot but only nine catches out of 50 throws from Matt Ryan, get Pittman the ball more, and maybe he'll win a game. Yeah, it's just an ugly start. Like, I expected more out of them, especially the Texans. But then again, I was saying, I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans just came out with this crazy average start where they wouldn't suck right away. Yeah. They'll, they'll eventually suck this season, but not right away. Yeah, and as we were speaking – Justin Herbert just threw a touchdown pass to fullback Horvath, I think. I, I don't know his first name, but Chargers are now up 10 nothing with 15 minutes to go in the second quarter. Good, good. But going to my underrated player of the week is an interesting one because Carson Wentz made the trip over to Washington to become their new starting quarterback after whatever happened in Indianapolis last year. Carson Wentz threw for 313 yards with four touchdowns on 65% completion with a rating of 101, only got sacked once. He threw two interceptions, but they still won. I mean, they beat the Jags, which isn't too big of an accomplishment. It's not a good accomplishment at all. (laughs) But they won. 
they won't they only won by six. Yes. Is what you should be saying. But Carson Wentz was second with touchdowns. He was behind Mahomes who had five. And he was ahead of Allen and Jackson who had three. So but then they gave up so many points in the second half. You holding them to three points in the first half. Good. Good. That's good. Yeah, but giving them nineteen in the second half to have them close the game gap to six points, not so good. On top of that, on top of that, how much are they even paying Scary Terry? Because he is not scary at all right now for getting two receptions, 58 yards. Yeah, but about the win-loss, so many points. Carson Wentz doesn't play defense, so that's he throws four touchdowns. You should win the game. <laughs> so I get that, but the good news is Antonio Gibson might not suck like we have always thought he did. Eh, true. I mean, it's still debatable, but I think he's going to suck. And I think the running back who got shot is going to come back and be the starting running back by the I, – I, I think midseason, I think he'll be the starting running back. Um, oh, yeah. 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 But I have another question for you. As Patrick Mahomes throws to Nicole Hardman for about 30, 40 yards – Um. Is this just a random Commanders win, or could the Commanders actually be in the hunt for the NFC East now that the Cowboys sucked and Dak Prescott got hurt? Does this open up the way for them to the NFC East, or is this just a random four-touchdown Carson Wentz game? Yeah, there's there's a huge opening for second place if the Commanders want to go ahead and take it beyond <laughs> the Eagles because second place is is completely open between the Commanders, Giants, and Cowboys. First place, it's already taken by the Eagles. It's already taken by the Eagles. It's common sense. The Commanders are overrated. Um, Their best weapon is Scary Terry, and they're not using him. Hello? Hello? Oh, I didn't know if you stopped. No, I stopped mid-sentence because someone walked in the house. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, what were, you, what were, you, were you about to move to the other thing? I was just talking. Oh, all right. Well, then let me move to Rookie of the Week. Um, and next up, we got Rookie of the Week, and I'm continuing with my commander's propaganda. Jahan Dotson, rookie, wide receiver. Three catches, 40 yards, and two touchdowns in his first ever game. Uh, three catches, two touchdowns. So was, he only had one other catch that wasn't a touchdown. Big reason they won. And I think he has, I, I don't know, like you said, maybe if Terry McLaurin can get back to what we know he is, we'll see. But they could have a nice receiving duo in Washington with those two. It just won't work. I can promise you. It just it just will not work. That organization is closer to a complete rebuild than it is to making the playoffs. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. It's not. It's cold. I have a blanket on. I'm freezing. The real the real rookie of the week should be Cade York. Four for four. Winning field goal fifty eight yards in his first game. Now, this, if it was any other kicker on any, any other team, I probably wouldn't pick him. But 
through the history of kickers the Browns had to go through, through the pain we had to go through with our kicking, it's been just very, very disgusting. And if we would have lost that game because of a missed field goal, there would be a way different reaction from the city of Cleveland. That game-winning field goal was a great start to the season, was a great start to possibly a couple win streak because we have some pretty easy games coming up. So I think that was just... It's just... To finally have a kicker, I hope this it stays. I hope it happens every single time. To finally have a kicker is a whole different feeling, and I've never noticed it because we've never had a good kicker. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the names right now. Um, let's start from – oh, God. Let's start from 2016, all right? Cody Parkey, <clears throat> um, Zane Gonzalez, Greg Joseph – Austin Siebert, Chris Nagger, Chase McLaughlin, and now we have Cade York. We have not had a solid kicker since the GOAT, Phil Dawson, and that was – he started in 1999 and he left in 2012. Uh, it's insane that we have not had a solid kicker for more than like two years at a time. It's insane. And now with this one game – 58-yard game-winning field goal in his first game of his, like, career. Uh, it's promising for the young kicker and really hope it continues because kicking is a big part of football. Look at Justin Tucker with the Ravens. Insane. Yeah, I hope I hope it's the beginning of something good. Now let's go to um, my favorite award to give out. <laughs> Disappointing player. Who did we name this after last year? Did we did we name it after Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence, that's it. <laughs> that is it. And we could still name it after him. We could. And we will probably continue to do it for the rest of his career. All right. The Trevor Lawrence most disappointing player of the week award goes to drum roll please. Da 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 da. The whole Cowboys team. <laughs> I could not find a specific player on that team that deserved all the hate alone. Every single player on the team played disgusting. They all deserve to share this award because this was probably going to be the only award they ever get throughout their whole careers. CD comes into the game. You'd think he'd have a great game. Only two catches for 29 yards. Zeke comes into the game. He started hot last year then started choking. He's starting ugly this year. And he's going to keep choking. Only 10 carries, 52 yards. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe Zeke can be a receiver. One reception for negative three yards. Dak Prescott, the one you're giving a lot of money to, the one you believe to be your franchise quarterback, 134 yards, one interception. I don't care if he got injured mid-game. I do not care. He still didn't throw for a touchdown. He still got the team three points. Very embarrassing. Tony Pollard, the one I have a lot of hopes in, six carries for eight yards. The defense could not take advantage of the injured Bucks O-line. And that that's 
that's what made me give this award to the defense too. Because at first, I would have thought the defense would have been able to do something, but they still gave up how many so points to the Buccaneers. With all the injuries the Bucks O line is dealing with, on top of another injury the Bucks O line went through midway through the game, on top of no Godwin, on top of Mike Evans is questionable now going into the next game, on top of injury prone Julio Jones, who's 90 some years old that you couldn't lock up. I don't believe in Trayvon Diggs, so that gives away a lot. Michael Parsons can't do it all, but. When you have no line in shambles like that and you cannot take advantage of it, you cannot take advantage of it when the the O line has a quarterback that is that that that's just not mobile. He's like Ben Roethlisberger. He can't run, he can't do anything, he's old. And you still can't take advantage of it. That is pathetic. That is where my disappointing award goes to the for the week, the Cowboys team. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. If they get that award every single week, <laughs> yeah, and that was one of the worst offensive games by the Bucks since Tom Brady got there. Uh, they only scored 19 points. Tom Brady was under 200 yards, um, so it wasn't like this should have been a closer game. It was 19 to three, I believe, and the Cowboys were the only team in the NFL not to score a touchdown in Week One. Embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how dumb we could have been last year when we were saying, or, or specifically I was saying, they have the best offense in the league. Because realistically, stat-wise, everything-wise, they did. Very talented receiving core. I said it early in the season when I thought Zeke would maybe not suck again, when I believed in Dak a little bit more. But now it's turned into week one, the most embarrassing offense so far throughout the season. I understand we're one weekend, but you got three points. You got three points. It's pathetic. And while we were ranting about the Cowboys, Patrick Mahomes threw a sidearm pass to Jarek McKinnon for a touchdown. 10-7, Chargers still leading. And it is the middle of second quarter of the game. And I don't know. Mahomes is 8 for 9, 72 yards and a touchdown. He's got six different receivers already. And there's still a whole lot of game to be played. So we'll keep checking in every time a score happens. Go Chargers. But you pick the team. I'm picking a player. Joe Burrow, what happened? Like five turnovers from Joe Burrow, four interceptions, two fumbles, now, that's six turnovers, but he kept one of his fumbles, luckily. Um, got sacked seven times. Now, you could blame that on the O-line, but seven times, it's normally a mix. Did they waste all that money they invested on the offensive line? Or you, once can't again, even, you can't even blame it all on the offensive line. Yeah, you can't. That's, it's just, you, like like the Rams, you just made the Super Bowl, and this is your first game out of the Super Bowl. It is so pathetic. You went up against the Steelers, who I consider pathetic because they are. And you lost because you just looked like one of the worst teams to exist out there. Joe Burrow, interception after interception, fumble after fumble. 
Um, it, it just, I, I mean, seven sacks. I sure blame some of them on, on the line. Go ahead and do that. Blame some on the receivers because they couldn't get open in time. Blame it on Burrow because he couldn't get the ball out of his hands in time. But I, I, I mean, on top of that, Mixon too. Mixon too. He came into the game, sure, a good amount of yards, but the yards per carry, not so good. This offense it can easily just keep going into shambles and shambles, especially now that T. Higgins has a concussion. How much can you really rely on second-year Jamar Chase? How, how much could you rely on that connection between Chase and Burrow? I don't know if I could rely on them enough where they can make it back to the Super Bowl. But, but, this is their only time to do so because coming out of the Super Bowl, you you still can easily be the best team in this league. Not in this league. I don't know what I'm saying. Not in this league. Not at all. Not at all. In this division because the Steelers aren't good. We have to still see... The Browns should be solid, but we still have to see the chemistry, how that works. The Ravens are their best weapon down, Marquise Brown. They traded him, so they have to see how Bateman works out. They're going to have to rely on Mark Andrews a lot. They're going to have to see if Lamar deserves more than Aaron Rodgers' money, which he doesn't. So the Bengals can easily take this division, but it all relies on Joe Burrow. I don't care if he's still young. He's got to take this responsibility so that he can do it, or he's not going to be a stud QB his whole career. Yeah, and that wraps up our first week of NFL awards. Um, and now we look forward to week two with our weekly picks. And we're going to start off with Thursday Night Football. It's on right now. Uh, we already threw in our picks before the game started, but – Chiefs, Chargers, Thursday night football. I'm taking the Chiefs. And you are taking the L because the Chargers <laughs> are winning this game. I will point out, we both tied last week with 9-7. and seven. If you want to say we went 9-6-1, and one, but I gave us a loss for the tie. So we both tied at 9-7 and seven with our record prediction last week. Uh, so already off to a hot start. It's going to be really competitive, you know, after I beat Ryan last year. So <laughs> Funny guy, funny guy. Yeah. But continuing, Jets, Browns, Browns. Browns, yeah, easy. Lions, Commanders. Lions. Lions. Should be the Lions. Should be a good game, but Lions, Lions put up how many points against the Eagles? Like 30? points in little time, too. They didn't come right out the bat swinging. Like, yeah. Took them a little bit of time. So, but I think the Lions win this game. Tampa Bay versus the Saints. I'm taking the Saints. It's going to take Winston a little bit of time to get used to the game of football again after the injury. But end of the day, the Saints still have the better offense, and the Saints not not can, but they will take advantage of the injured O line for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, and I'm taking the Bucks, but. I will say I don't think Tom Brady has beat the Saints since he's played for the Buccaneers. I believe he's like 0-4 against them. He beat them in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yes, but not the regular season. 
Uh, and the last regular season Saints game, I believe that was when he threw like three interceptions or something. So I'm going to go Bucks, but I think Saints could be another dog in this one. Yeah, let's go to Panthers and Giants. This will this this will be Baker's first win as a Panther. Um, like I said before, the Giants just aren't a good team. They just faced a miserable team in Tennessee. But this will be Baker's first win as a Panther. Yeah, I think this is going to be a good game, a close game. Saquon maybe pops off, but. I'm going Panthers, same as you. Uh, hopefully Baker gets his first win. Uh, but I don't know. Saquon, what Chubb and Kareem did last week, Saquon may run through the Panthers' defense. Yeah, but keep in mind, Chubb and Kareem, two very talented running backs. Saquon, one talented running back who's injury-prone. Plus he's got Daniel Jones as quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bad things happen for the Giants. Yep. Patriots and Steelers. Um, maybe before the season started, I'd say the Patriots. But after that pathetic performance, after Mac Jones' back injury and everything, I got to go the Steelers. I don't care if TJ Watt's out. The Steelers just have more talent in their receiving core. Najee Harris will have a comeback game after sucking last week. Um, Then you still got people like Mika Fitt. Fitzpatrick and uh, Cam Hayward leading the defense. Yeah, I'm going Steelers too. And like you said, Patriots did not impress at all last week. Um, well, they score seven points against the Dolphins. Yikes. So, Man, yeah, embarrassing. But, yeah, moving to the Colts Jags game. Colts should win this. Colts will win this. Once again, it's the Jags. Dolphins and Ravens. This could get interesting because there are rumors that if Lamar doesn't get the deal he wants with the Ravens, he and and Tua just completely destroys his career by being that bad in Miami. There are rumors that Lamar goes to the Dolphins, which I don't think is realistic at all because I think Tua is going to have the better season than Lamar will. But um, I'm I'm taking the Dolphins in this game. One, I cannot believe you just said that. <laughs> uh, what? What? You just said Tua will finish with a better season than Lamar. He will. He will. And with the better record. You're insane. That is no, I'm one not, of the I'm worst spoken takes that has been on this podcast ever. No. Ever. No, just wait. Just wait. That is that is a horrible take. I'm taking the Ravens. Um that that's insane that you would say that. I hope you know I'm gonna blast that all over Instagram tomorrow when we post that's it. That's fine. When, because when I'm it. right, when I'm right, he'll be crying to me. He'll be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you were right. I was wrong." <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what you're gonna say. When we'll I'm see. Right. We'll see. But Falcons Rams. Oh, that's a blockbuster game right there. It's not gonna be a blowout. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. The Rams, we got to see what they're made of. The Rams will get a pathetic win. Pathetic win. Okay, I'm going Rams too. Seahawks and Niners. Um. Oh man, I don't need. I, I'm taking the Niners, and I don't even like taking the Niners. <laughs> it's, yeah, <clears throat> it's oh interesting. 
Geno Smith just has the IQ of a vet. That's the thing that can help the offense overcome the Niners. But then again, the Niners' defense is way more talented. Jamal Adams is out, but then Trey Lance, who knows what the heck he's going to do if he's going to be that bad again. So many questions in this game that I don't even know. I, I, I'm i taking the Niners because that's a smart thing to do, but at the end of the day, it's probably the dumb thing to do because the Seahawks will probably win this game. I'm taking the Niners because the Seahawks are going to be playing against an actual competent head coach who doesn't kick. <laughs> yeah, but even, even if they did say they scored a touchdown or say they got closer for a field goal, they wouldn't have won by that much. They wouldn't. Yeah, have. I just the Seahawks think... still would have put up a better fight. Yeah, but I just think that was a horrible game, and Seahawks got lucky by some sort. And Geno Smith isn't going to carry them over the Niners' defense. But also got to remember, the Niners played in that, like, hurricane in Chicago. So it definitely affected their passing game for sure. I don't care. Weather's weather. <laughs> Bengals-Cowboys. Bengals. Should be easy. Yeah, who's, Bengals. The, who's even the Cowboys' QB right now? I, I think it's Danucci. Oh, Ben Danucci. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Game, does, that does that change your pick? <laughs> it might. I hope Danucci comes in and just falls out of his mind. Yeah, we'll we, Realistically, we want Ben Danucci to carry the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I'd be really happy if he did that. Yeah. yeah. Texans-Broncos. A close game, but Russell Wilson is bound to get an early win this season. This will be it. Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, bandwagon. <laughs> Why don't you run on that bandwagon? Hey, I've been on that bandwagon since 2013. Not oh, getting off. Uh, Trevor Simeon, Drew Locke, Paxton Lynch. Oh, those are some good yep, quarterbacks. You've been there for every single win they've had. I have. Every single loss they had, you disappeared. Yeah. Cardinals, Raiders, who you got? Give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, they what they lose by four or five points to the Chargers, so I don't think the Raiders are a bad team. Uh, I do think the Cardinals are a bad team, so taking the Raiders. It's disgusting the amount of talent you have on the Cardinals team and to still be that bad. That poor of a team, especially after the max extension you just gave Kyler Murray. You expect something out of him. But the Raiders roster is also pretty stacked, so I got to go with the Raiders. Chicago and Green Bay. Um, Here's the thing. I like Aaron Rodgers, so I have the Packers winning this game. But, but, but I want the Bears to win this game. Understandable, understandable. Uh, I'm taking the Packers only because last year, like I said, they lost Jameis Winston in the Saints, got blown out in the game one. And game two, they played the Lions, and Rodgers had five incompletions, four touchdowns, and they won 35-17 to in game two. I think this is pretty much going to be the same situation, and it's a Sunday night football game. Rodgers in prime time. There's no better matchup. He's thrown all those Hail Marys on primetime. He always puts a good show when he's under the lights. So Yeah, I, I think I think the Packers will win. But here's the thing. 
it's different than last year. They have less talent. They have no Devontae Adams. So I expect a fight. I expect a fight in this game. Yeah, and then we move to a doubleheader, Monday Night Football. We got Titan Bill, and I'm going Bills. Yeah, it's, it's kind of disappointing that one of the Monday Night Football games is just going to be ugly. And the Bills will win this game because they are the 10 times better team, and they aren't Tennessee. So... Yeah, and then the second part of the doubleheader is Vikings-Eagles, which Eagles are going to win, but we get to see whether or not the Vikings are legit or if that was just one good game for Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, realistically, we're going to see if either team are legit because the Eagles, sure, they, they scored a crazy amount of points against the Lions, but towards the end of the game, they started giving up way more points. So the Eagles have to stop Justin Jefferson and Delvin Cook. That's all you got to do. The Vikings have to do everything they possibly can to get this win, and they won't get this win. That's why the Eagles will win. Yeah, and that wraps up our week two weekly picks. And I don't know, do you have like any more comments just about the NFL and what's going on right now? Because if you don't, We'll end, we'll end the podcast, but... All I gotta say is that the Eagles got that many points without throwing a single pass to Devontae Smith. Yeah. Uh, I know me and you talked about the Eagles. I seriously do not think that they win less than 12 games. I whoa, think... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. Whoa, I'm, I'm high on the Eagles and all. Hear whoa. me out. They're more in the nine to eleven range. No, no, I think they're. I think their base. I think their basement is twelve wins. I think their ceiling is sixteen. Hear me oh, out. No, just hear me out. You know, we do have some time. Why don't we just run through the schedule? All right, let's let's go through it. Okay, first off, start one and zero against the Lions. We got them winning against the Vikings, two and zero. Commanders, three and zero. Jags, easy 4-0. 4-0. Cardinals, I think Cardinals won this. Okay, so 4-1. Cowboys, 5-1. Steelers. Uh, I, it depends on how good they are at that point. I'll, I'm going to go Steelers. We'll get the Steelers. Okay, 5-2. Texans. 6-2. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 Okay, if you want to give them the win. Commanders. Yeah. They won't beat the Commanders twice. Okay, so six and three. Colts. Mm. Six and four. Six and Home four. game for the Colts. Okay. Packers. Mm. Okay. Uh, give the Eagles the win. Seven and four. Tennessee. Eight and four. Giants. Nine and four. Chicago. Ten and four. Cowboys. Depends if Dak's back, but I'm seeing eleven and four. Saints. That might be eleven and five. Giants. Twelve and five. No, they won't be the Giants twice. <laughs> you're wrong. 
where you're wrong. So you're thinking 11 wins is their ceiling? I think 10. 11 just because there's going to be some games where they just cannot do anything. All right. Well, I think I think they're going to win 13 or more, and that's just my hot take. You had a hot take earlier. My hot take. Yeah, but mine was actually good. It, Tua being better than Lamar is not a good take. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to make a bet on this because I am that confident in Tua, and okay. which is crazy because I'm not confident in Tua at all. At the same time, okay, I'll I'll let you watch Week Two of the Dolphins and the Ravens, and if you still want to keep that bet, you can come in next week on the podcast and make the bet and. We'll ride it out through the rest of the season, but I want to give you one more week of Tua so you can watch Tua. That's fine because when Lamar makes my uh, disappointing player of the week and Tua makes my offensive player of the week, oh, you'll be crying. You'll be crying. We'll see. I'm going to handshake you through the phone. I I don't think this bet is a good bet, but you're going to be like, oh, oh, Ryan, I was wrong. You were right. We'll see. Two was better than Lamar. You were right. That's exactly what you're going to say. Is it? Yeah, I can promise you that. Well, we'll see what happens next week, and we'll see what happens at the end of the season. But that's all we got for today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tua is better than Lamar. And we will talk to you next time on Numbers News and Nonsense.